Welcome to my canning cellar, where I don't want to tell you how to can, but rather tell you how I can. Of course, everyone should do his or her own research, and then use that information that makes them feel the most comfortable and confident. I utilize the guidelines put out by the National Center for Home Food Preservation, and I'll link to that in the show description. I do, however, research other tried and true canning ways, and then I decide which seems safe to me and which don't. If you hear a distant roaring, it's a wonderful waterfall across from our house. It's hundreds of years old, but it's set for deletion in 2023 due to safety concerns, so I have to enjoy hearing it while I can. It's also mud season here in my small town in Vermont, so I can also hear town trucks going up and down, up and down, working hard to make the back roads passable. So here I am, Season 2, Episode 16, Mushrooms. We aren't big mushroom eaters, and historically, whenever I did buy a package, most of it would go bad before getting eaten. But when I recently saw them on clearance, I bought three one-pound packages of sliced white mushrooms. The store worker was just putting the clearance stickers on them, so I knew they'd be okay. So what I used for ingredients were simply those three pounds of sliced white mushrooms and water. I don't buy distilled water for any of my food canning projects. I just use the town water from the tap. And if the recipe calls for me to boil it, then I boil it. For equipment, I used a large bowl, a large strainer, a Dutch oven pot, a slotted spoon, a smaller pot for boiling water, and then I had eight half-pint jars with lids and rings, a debubbler, and my jar remover. I got the directions off a website, and I'll put the link to that in the show description. So I first soaked the mushrooms in cold water for about 10 minutes, and that was to remove any extra dirt. Then I drained them, and I rinsed them again, and then I drained and put them in a Dutch oven pot, covered that with water, and I brought that to a boil, and let it boil for 10 minutes. I also, meanwhile, boiled some water to use in topping off the jars. The directions did not tell me to drain these after that step, but I did anyway, just to feel more confident about their cleanliness. I packed eight half-pint jars with the mushrooms, filled the jars with the fresh hot water, then I used my debubbler around and in the middle of the mushrooms, and then I topped them off with more hot water to the one-inch headspace. Now, I said I don't tell you how to can, but if you don't have an official debubbler, or if you can't find yours like sometimes is my dilemma, you can use a thin handle wooden spoon or a chopstick. I never use a knife or anything metal, just to avoid shocking the glass jars and maybe breaking one. So then I wipe the rims with hot water, put on the lids, and I finger tighten the rings, and I pressure can them for 45 minutes. Like I said, I rarely buy mushrooms, and my husband usually won't eat them, but something about smelling their rich aroma as they boiled for that 10 minutes has made me want to explore using them more often. I know mushrooming is a huge secretive deal to some people. I once was introduced to an elderly woman for whom I was to be her companion and caretaker, and the first thing she told her niece who was introducing us was, don't tell her where I go mushrooming. Some interesting facts, at least to me, that I found online is that the mushroom capital of the world is said to be Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, as it produces the most fresh cultivated mushrooms yearly. Some of the earliest commercial mushroom farms were in French caves during King Louis XIV's reign of 1638 to 1715. 
There is a honey mushroom that supposedly covers 3.4 square miles of land in eastern Oregon's Blue Mountains, where it is said to be the largest living organism ever found. And again, I'll link to where I found these statements in the show description. So thanks for visiting my canning cellar. Talk soon. Stay safe.